My name is Eddie, compulsive overeater. Um, and it, it's um, getting used to sharing in this way. Um, I haven't led um, a couple years, usually in person, never, never led online. So it's a little getting used to not having immediate feedback of looking at people in the room, reading the room. Um, but I guess that doesn't really matter, huh? Um, so um, I'll just go through what it was like, uh, what happened and what it's like now, the typical format. So I, I came into the rooms probably, um, I think about 11, 12 years ago. Um, but after a lot of years of pain and a lot of, a lot of trying to control my life. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share, I'm going to share the, the story and, and I'm going to share the story because that story, that story uh, propelled me for a lot of my life. And it wasn't till, so I'll start off and say that I am about eight months back of uh, about a three, four year relapse, some, something like that after about seven, eight years. And, and so I want to start off sharing that there was a story, there was a story in my mind, a narrative in my mind that took hold and I let or I adopted. Um, and it's how I made sense of the world and that really kind of coincided with my disease and really uh, worked together with it. And after getting into program before I had stepped out, before I stepped out, um, that story had kind of run, 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 run everything about my life. And, and, um, so that's why I say that that story, I say it's a story because I discovered that through program that it was a story that had propelled me through and kind of helped justify the way I lived and my decisions and my feelings and my actions. So that story, um, so what's that story? The story was essentially that I grew up in a single, single parent household and um, now I think about a little bit more. There was, I don't know if uh, during that time, that time, there was a lot of um, public talk. What's going to happen with all these uh, children and single parent families? They're going to ruin the world. And there was a lot of that talk going on and some of that chatter in, in society. Um, and there was, there was, there was a new, you know, kind of a, a thing that was going on in the public uh, conscience. But so I grew up with both my mom. My parents uh, got to get were together when they were maybe 18, 19, married for about five years. I, I don't really remember too much and nothing really good. Uh, well, not much really good from, from that time. But then um, my parents split. My dad moved away to Mexico for a number of years before moving back, before returning. So it was essentially me, my mom, and extended family. And so, you know, at that, at the gate there, you know, I, I carried around that some resentment and that abandonment feeling from my dad, um, you know, and, and that really, that was a lot, that was a pain that I, I, you know, I'm sure it just, I still feel I hold a, a lot of that, um, but it's different now. But um, so that was kind of like that part of the jumping off part of the story, right? I, um, you know, I, first of all, I started off life wronged and that wronged was that my dad wasn't around. And that's the story. That's a story that really held on to me for a lot of years. But also there's, and, 
and kind of complement to that story. So we, you know, we moved around, we lived with family, and it wasn't until maybe I was in high school that we actually had our own our own place to live um, for us that that was ours. And um, and through that time, you know, my mom was going through her own her her own stuff, and you know, I I don't know what that's like to be you know, uh, to be divorced and have a young kid by myself at that age. I don't know, but that that's not what I was thinking. I could only think as a child and in that frame of mind, um, you know, I was, I was really hurt. And so that, um, those, those kind of pains were with me. And so I, my compulsive reading, how does that relate to that? Um, I think, um, You know, I, I kind of knew I always had this kind of weird relationship with food. I didn't really know what it was. And it wasn't completely strange because people around me, you know, family would celebrate and have these big gatherings. It wasn't completely strange. I was thinking of this more recently. I don't know if any of you guys, uh, if anyone here ever um, saw the old school police academy movies. And in this police academy movies, there's a, there's a gentleman who had a chocolate bar. He dusted off. There was ants on it. He dusted it off and took a bite. I was so repulsed by that, but I knew something about that was tied to me. I didn't know what. And like, I've held onto that image like for a long, long, long time. And I didn't know what it was, but I always felt like a connection. Like, I can't forget. Why does that, you know, I, I didn't know that as a kid. I wasn't processing that, but I, I think a part of me, you know, built my life said, I'm not going to be that. So I grew up, you know, we were, you know, we, you know hard economic times and and trying to make it and my mom would my mom was date would date and i would act out and i would um you know chase him out with a bat uh chase a guy out with a bat i would you know threads and and all kinds of other stuff um you know at a pretty pretty young age but um and then all this all the, and during that time you know we we never really kept food in the house we didn't have any there was no money for food in the house so i would eat at grandma's and then come home you know once we got settled i'd come home and sleep um you know we might have some some stuff in the house once in a while but it was a lot of fast food you know that's my mom's preferred thing is fast food and so you know i kind of got indoctrinated into that fast food um and not cooking and not you know a lot of those things were kind of passed down to me um, I remember growing up and, and that pain I know I carried. There was times when my mom uh, was dating and there was times when that very early, early memory of wanting to commit suicide that I later just kind of remembered. It was kind of really suppressed for a lot of years, you know, uh, being so hurt that my mom had another relationship and that feeling completely abandoned because she was in that relationship. My dad wasn't there. So even though, you know, so two primary people were kind of caught up in their own thing. So um, having those feelings and with food, it, it would come out. Um, I can remember a little bit. I think some of it is just kind of blocked because I haven't focused on it or thought too much about it and more recently. But I would do the the things that you know compulsive readers do from from a pretty young age. You know, I would eat almost all my maybe it's a kid thing up, but maybe not. I would eat almost all my Halloween candy on the first night. I would sneak chips in my pockets and go to my room and 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 you know have and then go back and forth make eight trips and then you know sneak bread in my pocket walk to my room um you know when no one's looking get extra servings and helpings 
um, you know, raid the pantry if anything else was there, if anything was there that I uh, that was interested in, um, and um, and just kind of sneak. And my weight didn't really bother me, so I mean, at that point, it wasn't. I knew I was heavier than the rest of the kids, um, but it wasn't really anything major, um, as I as I remember it. Uh, I remember not having a lot of physical stuff, not being able to do a lot of physical stuff, which shaped me later on. But so um, in this time when my mom was dating, you know, she was trying to manage herself and I would I would hear she would lock herself in the bathroom and I would hear the water running as a distraction to hear her vomiting, purging. And that's something I heard for a lot, a lot of years, you know, and um, and later on, I kind of put together, Okay, well, you know, this is the this is. This is what's happening. No one really explained. I don't think I don't remember anyone explaining that to me. So kind of I learned that lesson. There was now I learned that there's this tool, right? Yeah, I can regulate my I can't regulate my intake directly, but I can re, um, regulate my purging. So that was something I kind of I didn't really practice as a kid. It wasn't until later that that kind of appeared in my in my mind as a tool that I could use as my disease progressed and as my mind became more focused. I'm not. Can, can you guys hear the background behind me? Is it too loud? Okay, cool. Because I could just want to make sure you can hear like the weed eaters and all that stuff. Um, so you know, so I hear. You know, a lot of that, a lot of that happened. So through the years, you know, that take that pain is what I, is what I told myself. Um, and um, that hurt. And I didn't talk to anyone about it. Didn't really have anyone to talk about. It wasn't really talk. Meanwhile, the family and my greater family, which while they loved me, loved me in a way that wasn't good for me. And that is, there was a lot of teasing in our family. So you name it, you know, between the nicknames and, and all that negative, a lot of negative stuff that was maybe done unnecessarily to her, but that's uh, that it really hurt. So, thank you. So, um, I grew up with extended family, right? Mom's caught up, dad's gone, extended family, but they're teasing me. So this is kind of the mix I'm bouncing in, and I've got food to cope with it. I hear my mom coping with it, and and that's kind of what I hear. Um, so. So the, it just keeps going, sneak eating, hiding food, wanting more, eating lots. Not really, it's the weight is not really piling up in my, on my body just yet. Until I, uh, I find myself just, a, just about to a freshman in high school and I was just about 400 pounds um, in my, uh, what, 14 maybe, uh, 13, 14. And, um, and so that was kind of like that, my, heaviest point in my life and all these years just kind of piled up on me that was eating and you know and doing eating and and I didn't have any sense of uh physical exercise I have any sense for food and nutrition I didn't have any of those ideas I was just living in that pain through the years my mom was trying to survive I was trying to survive school and survive her and not in a you know not in a uh you know abuse in that way but that was that was kind of really how I lived, and I got up to that four hundred pounds. Um, what some so that's that part of the disease, just the food, all the crazy things, eating from the trash, all that stuff, kind of got me there. 
when I got to that 400 pounds at school, I had some friends that encouraged that said, Hey man, uh, why don't you come to the, to the boxing gym with us? And I, and I had, you know, I had already just uh, tried out. I, I thought, what the heck? Uh, someone encouraged me to try out for football at school. I said, Hey man, try out for football, man. You do. I don't know anything about football. I, I don't really care about football. It's not something I'm interested in. I went, I couldn't run a single lap. And you had to all. I think all you had to do was have a pulse and run four laps. I mean, I guess think for the position that I, I was gonna uh, try to be. So um, they took. They said, "Come to the gym." No, no, it's all right. You know, in my head, I was picturing big, crazy place where I, where I was too scared. I didn't have uh, the only kind of strong uh, some uncles and some cousins to kind of model that for me. I, I didn't picture myself. But they didn't take no for an answer, so they showed up at my door, our, our apartment door, one day, and walked with me to the, say, "You're coming to the gym. Get your stuff. We're going to the boxing gym." And it was free. It was an old, older uh, gentleman. He was a correctional officer, and I'll just never forget the blessing, because uh, I, for me, that was that's, that's a big part of my story, because I saw like what I could do, what I could do. So like, I think within a, within a number of months, like, I don't know, like four months, I lost like 80 pounds. I had, I like discovered boxing and I just fell in love from, from the first week. And then within, within two months, I had the key and I was opening up the gym. I was there walking three miles after school every day to the gym. So sweaty, stinky, makeshift gym is boxing club where just a bunch of kids who were basically home by themselves until the evening when their parents got back. And our, this boxing coach was a correctional officer who did this just on his own, didn't charge us anything. And there I just was able to learn what I can do because he, he told me, jump on the scale. And then, you know, everyone's looking at the scale, like, man, how much does this guy weigh? And, and, and he's like, you know, I just still remember saying, Woo-wee, you're a big boy, but that's okay. I'll work with you. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah i plan to cry on this but uh you know that that was a big it was a big a big a big moment for me because up to that point i had no sense that i had any control over my body my life you know any 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 of that and so I just became obsessed. And this is where my obsession kind of really jumped in, in a different way, where then I started to learn about diet some more, and then um, started, you know, getting competing and, 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 and doing, and doing okay. And so that really taught me that if I push myself, at least my ego and my, you know, 14 to whatever year old mind, if I push myself, I can do anything. I can do anything, especially if, if people think it's not possible, especially with my body. I know what I can do. I know where it started and no one can stop me. That kind of, that kind of launched me in a trajectory, kind of the other, the other side of trying to control overexercise, bulimia, all these others, all these other kind of tools, thinking that, if I came up with the with the uh, the perfect formula to regulate my weight, it's this much exercise times this much food, and I would no matter what would happen, I would feel good about myself. And um, and so that that was kind of what started, kind of launched me into adulthood and even the military. I thought, okay, well, you know, because I got to what a normal kind of was a normal weight. I lost you know, almost 300 pounds. I, you know, I got to, uh, 
you know, exercising, running, boxing, and just running the gym and even coaching and got into the military. I figured, well, I want to do that anyway, but I thought in the back of my head, the compulsive reader in me is like, okay, well, that'll teach me. Well, I don't want to get, get kicked out because of my weight and being on the fat boy program. So that'll at least teach me how to regulate my weight for four years too. So in the back of my mind, you know, that was there on top of, I can go to college. I'm just a, I'm just a kid with no money and there'll be my GI bill be how I can, you know, do things that I wouldn't otherwise be able to do. Five um, thank you. So that, that kind of launched, that launched a whole uh, t- type of control. So now I have this pain that's unresolved. I have this exercise mechanism that I think I can dial in. My ego's there. I, ha- I don't have this other guidance. I know I can do something. I know I'm capable, but I don't quite know what. I'm not tapped into any sense of spirituality not ten- I, the, well, that I think of. And this is kind of how I'm living, how, how, I, how I'm living get through the military or some other and and so it led me to a point where I well I started seeing a, a therapist I had I had some anxiousness in the military towards getting out but right near when I was getting out they tried to treat me and uh, I actually did report and say you know I'm, I'm, I'm bulimic I can't stop this and they I did see someone they helped me show me some tapes relaxation and it kind of, kind of, it kind of abated for a good bit, a good bit, until later I got home and you know things were out of control. So I was trying to go to college and the stress of trying to go to school, and try to do things that had never been done in my family. No one, is, no one really understanding. People wanting support, but not, but saying things that kind of counter that. So all of these things really led me try to do all kinds of uh, crazy things to run to to um, control my weight my weight had always in that time been how I judge myself and how I judge my my what how I'm what I'm worth how happy I'm with myself whether I let myself take whether I let people take photographs of me I've avoided people places events situations because I didn't want to be seen I didn't want to feel like I had to explain my weight loss or weight gain um, and I, I just didn't want to have to explain myself I didn't want to have to engage in the feelings that were associated with all the pain that I was really running from is really w- what it is so those kind of stories and those experience kind of wrapped up and kind of uh, as that led me to a point where I was back anxious again back in my career after call trying to achieve and hitting these marks achieving 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 something still wasn't feeling right you know something still didn't feel good so the anxious angst came back saw a therapist and she she recommended OA and I really didn't I was like okay kind of that kind of makes sense a little bit and that kind of story I used to share in in the past was that one of the things that really kind of triggered me because was that I had this toothache that had been going on for about a week. And then and then on the way home from work, I stopped and got a Subway sandwich. And and um, I don't think I was really hungry, but my toothache was gone. My toothache was gone. So I was just, when I, when I saw that, when I saw like firsthand and more consciously how the food blocked the pain, now, this external food, it's not a pill, you know, well, it's a food, and it blocked, 
physical pain that just kind of blew me away and that scared me because i what else is being blocked by this food and what other games am i being playing thinking you know not really letting people into my world blocking my world i'm only going to share this i'm only gonna you know all that other stuff and it kind of led me and so i started so i i approached when you know i said okay well maybe i should and started trying some. I at the time I was up in the high desert, tried was up there for a good about a, a year or two or so, and did what I could with, with up there. And I finally moved down here, found the rancho meeting. And uh, one of the great things I have to kind of put a plug was one of the things that really attracted me to get to Skivvy was just that um, the retreat, the Pathfinder retreat. Um, and there was a great retreat and a great bunch of speakers. Um, including Connie um, that really led me to coming coming to this meeting and pretty much when I came here I was I was fortunate enough that I felt like the like I felt was the least crazy man in the room presented himself to me and offered to sponsor and that was you know that was the beginning of a relationship one minute Um, thank you so what I'll just kind of wrap up saying where I'm at where I am now I am about eight months back, eight, nine months back, something like that. Um, In that time, I've got a new job. (laughs) I feel, you know, much more calm. I feel much more attuned to my surroundings. My, my, I've got a position that's much less stressful. It's better for my family. I'm better able to engage being here and committing for the past eight months, Saturday and Sunday. I've only missed a couple, one or two meetings in the past year, both days, and and sometimes my head is spinning and my disease doesn't let me engage enough and other days it does but I still try to show up no matter what um and I just hope I want to I want to be I want to be with the long timers I want to be here like the other people ahead of me were here and they you know they came in when their when their hair was still dark they came in when you know when when their kids were still little Uh, I want to be that and um, that's kind of why I'm here today. So that's pretty much all I got.